0: lesson from the Acts of the Apostles in those days when the Apostles of Jerusalem had heard that Samaria had, been, had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to John. Actually I'm gonna back up a little bit and I'm gonna read instead of starting from John fourteen twenty three, I'm gonna back up and go back to fifteen, verse fifteen, and then I'll tell you where the reading begins. We are in the we are in the last supper. At that time Jesus said If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, and this is where the reading to the Mass begins. If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go hence. The saving words of the Gospel. Now today I'm celebrating a votive of Mass of the Holy Spirit, which is a customary thing to do on Thursdays. Um, other alternatives for Holy Mass or votive Mass on Thursday is that of. of uh, Jesus Christ, eternal high priest, and also um, uh, of the Eucharist, but uh, also the Holy Spirit. And I realized it had been a very long time since I'd said a votive mass of the Holy Spirit, so here I am. Um, uh, a couple of things rapidly. And um, first of all, the Acts of the Apostles. But we're going to circle back to the, the main point in this uh, later on. But in the part just before we're reading here, um, in Acts uh, eight, uh, Philip, uh, the apostle, had been in Samaria and exercising and healing and baptizing. So he's he is exercising and healing just as like the Lord did, and he's baptizing, right? But then the apostles understood later on that the people whom he was baptizing had not yet received the Holy Spirit in a way that they that they should. And so what did they do? They sent John and Peter. And um, so what happens is that we hear here that it seems that only John and Peter are able to do what Philip, the Philip in Acts, was not able to do. So Peter and John go up to Samaria, and they start laying hands on people, and the Holy Spirit descends on them. And so this is a very important uh, uh example of how the whole early church functioned um, there was a separate sacrament of confirmation is what we're seeing here right this is a this is a, a a demonstration of the sacrament of confirmation in the early church. the apostles Peter and John laid their hands on people and they were filled with the Holy Spirit um, and then uh, now we have this continuation of John in fourteen and I went back a few verses. Uh, to give you some context, even though it sounds really it, it kind of repetitive in its structure. If you look at it, you know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And then he says, and the reason, well, here's one of the reasons why I wanted to go back to this earlier, this earlier part. He says in the first part, from verse 15 on, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then in the section, which is the pericope for the vote mass, it says, if you love me, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. So there is word and commandment, which is a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a contrast here. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If a man loves me, he will keep my word. And then he goes on and he starts talking about how the spirit of truth will come. And then he goes on and says a counselor will come. So you see, it has a, a kind of a um, there are parallels here. I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you desolate. It says in the in the Revised Standard reading. And the word in here is orphanos, where we get word, the word orphans. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you, I will be with you. And I will we will and then there's the language of dwelling. Um we will come and we will dwell in you. The Holy Spirit will be with you. The parakletos, the counselor will come. The word used for parakletos in Greek, parakletos means. Kletos comes from the, the verb to call, and para means like next to, to call next to you. So the one who will be, the one who is going to come and be with you at your side, the one who's going to take your side and be with you at your side. And that's the, in, in Latin, it comes into advocatus, the, ad, the advocate voco, vocare, right to call. Odd means next to. So it's it's a literal translation into Latin from the Greek. And what is it that a counselor does, for example, in a legal uh setting? A counselor is your advocate for you in a court. But this is also a comforter. It's another way of of, of describing uh the Holy Spirit. And um so we have um, we have these these parallel structures, and then finally the Lord toward the end he says the Father is greater than I. Well, so how does that work? Um, I think it's we need to, to spend just a moment on that. This is in no way a denial of the divinity of the Lord. Um, this has to do with um, the Lord having taken on um, his the the our human form, taking the form of a servant of a slave, is a word. And, and so insofar as he has taken on our humanity, um, there are limitations on him through that humanity. And so when one of the three persons of the Trinity assumes the limitations of humanity, the Father is greater. And so that is, um, uh, that's an explanation of that point. Um, I'm going to circle back now uh, to, the, uh, to the, uh, the point about um, the confirmation in the early church. Um, the, confirmation, the Sacrament of Confirmation is very important. And it's important that we be aware of it. And we think about it often. And remember that it, it, it imparts an indelible character to our souls. that can never go away. And when we are in the state of grace, we can call upon that sacrament to help us. Because, like all sacraments, it has its own effects. So what are the effects of the Sacrament of Confirmation? Well, first of all, it roots us more deeply in what well, is called divine filiation. It makes us the sons and daughters of God. And remember that the Lord in, in the Last Supper said, I will not leave you to be orphans. We have a, we have a common father. We are united more firmly to Christ through the sacrament of confirmation. It increases the gifts of the Holy Spirit which are in us through baptism. It renders our bond with the church which is the body of Christ, the mystical person of Christ, as John Paul II called it in one document. It, it makes us our bond with the church more perfect. And and this is, I think, important for our day. It, it gives us a special strength. Confirmation means to be strengthened. It gives us a special strength through the Holy Spirit's indwelling to spread the faith and to defend the faith by word and action as good witnesses, and that word for witness in Greek is martyr, right? As good martyrs for Christ, to confess Christ's name boldly, never to be ashamed of the cross, to be able to stand up and, and be counted when it's time uh, for you uh, to uh, identify yourself as a, as a disciple of Christ, as a son and daughter of God, as a as a Catholic, as a member of the Catholic Church. So the confirmation helps us in those moments when we have to make, for example, very difficult decisions. Say, for example, the secular powers or atheistic powers or whatever powers are pressing on us to try to do something which is wrong and against our Christian character. Well, that's what we call upon the sacrament of confirmation to help us. It's an extremely important sacrament, and uh, I wrote a prayer some time ago um, to help try to us uh, be be aware of our of our confirmation and and uh, so that it doesn't lie dormant in us all the time. As it does when we are in the state of mortal sin, uh, the sacrament of confirmation can never be removed, but it can kind of go to sleep in us if we are not in the state of grace. So first, I suggest you could always find this on the blog. It's in the, like the top, the top menu bar. You can see something that says activate your confirmation. And so go to confession and then, uh, pray this prayer. Almighty God, my Heavenly Father, you knew me before the creation of the cosmos, and you wanted me to come into existence to bring you glory. Of all the possible universes you could have created, you created this one, and you called me into it at exactly the time and place you chose for me so that I could fulfill my part in your unfathomable path. You willed that I have the honor to be baptized into the church you designed and you maintain for our well-being. You willed that I receive the body and blood of your Son and the indwelling of your Spirit you willed that I should also be confirmed, so that our relationship be even deeper, and that I might be an ever better instrument of your will. I now call upon that mighty sacrament of confirmation. Through it, make me strong to bear whatever burdens I must endure in your service. Make me wise to recognize accurately, and then strong to resist, resolute, whatever is out of harmony with your will, as manifested especially in the beautiful tradition you have guided, in the authoritative, infallible, and indefectible church. Even if that disharmony should come from those whom you have endowed, even with the graces of orders, and seated in the highest places of teaching, governing, and sanctifying, make me steadfast. With confidence in your plan for me, I ask this for myself and for the brethren, through the Holy Spirit's gifts, and in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Dominus ob iskog. Oremus. Confirma hoc Deus cor operatus essi nobis a templo tu hoc corresti nirusalem, tibio ferendretis munera. Alleluia. Sush-